And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show with special guest George Raff. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Michael Jackson songs. And I'll try to name that tune while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right. So our phone lines are still down. So it's Carl against Carl. So uh, we'll just let you name the tune. Why don't it just be Carl? Yeah, it's just Carl. All right. Carl, Carl, Carl. Because I'm starting to have like a split personality. Split per- <laughs> it's like, which Carl is Carl? That's right. That's right. There's enough so, Carls. There are maybe one too many. One is enough. Believe me when <laughs> I tell you. That's for sure. So I'll More play a enough. clip of a Michael Jackson song, and your uh, job is to name that song. All right. Here's the and first And the song. listeners, too. This is um, Man in the Mirror. Yes, it is. Man in the Mirror. (laughs) He's so surprised that you got it right. Mike, how about that, huh? Man in the Mirror. Um, Good job. Released in 1988 from his album Bad, which was released in 87. And uh, topped the chart for two weeks and nominated for Record of the Year at the 31st Grammy Awards. (laughs) He does a lot of that. It sounds different when you do it somehow. I know. Hear him? Hear him? Like, listen. Let's... Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see them? There it is. All right, I got one. All right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here's your next song. Yeah. It's supposed to be. This is Thriller. Thriller. Released in 84 from the album Thriller. You know the, about the music video? Do you remember the music video yeah. from this? It was like eight or nine zombie minutes Zombie dancing. It was a, I think it was nominated for some kind of a short video music award or something. It was the first music video that was inducted into the National Film Registry. Okay. Okay, whatever you say. That's close. I was close. Oh, yeah. I knew it won something. It's like and this great. is uh, Michael Jackson was wearing his famous red jacket. Yeah, and his uh, silver, somewhere. his silver one one glove. Yeah. And then Vincent Price does the poem, you know, mm-hmm. at the end. That's right. You know the creepy poem, and he did it in one take. Ah, one take. That's Vincent Price for yep. you. All right. All right. Here's your next song. Black and white. Yeah. Black and white. Black or white. 
But yeah, right, Black, Black or White, white released in 1991. Man, album I am on, huh? Dangerous. I am on. You are on. You are not off. You are on. Wow. Kind Black of a fusion oh, here of pop, rock, dance, hip hop. Hold on, yes. There you go. <laughs> you had to dance. You had to sing a little bit. Yeah. Not bad. You hear the horses? Uh huh. Are you going to make those, those are horses? I-, I don't know. I thought they were. Okay. All right, so I've gotten uh, three right, right? Three or four? Right, but there's nobody else to compete with, so. That's okay. It's you or it's you. But I've gotten them. That's true. I've got, I've okay. got them right so far. So you did. Okay. Let's go. Beat it. Beat it. You beat it. I'm holding back. I really want to sing. Well, I think you should sing beat if you it. want to. This is from Thriller, 1982. Received the 1984 Grammy Award for Record of the Year and Best Male Rock Local Performance. If you would, if you would receive a penny for every Thriller album ever sold, you'd be doing all right. I think you'd so probably too. be retired. Yes, I, not probably. <laughs> I'm out of here. Man. What a great, what a great album, Thriller. Yeah. I had the, I had the album. Did yep. you have the album? Yep. I bought it at uh, Rolling Stone Records in Norwich. Rolling Stone Records. I definitely didn't buy it there. You bought it at Kmart, right? I went to Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> I bought mine at Rolling Stone. Oh, my gosh. Just like a Rolling Stone. Oh, see? All right, you ready for the next yeah, one? Yeah, ready. Here you go. Pretty White. Pretty T-Y-T. Yes. P-Y-T. P-Y-T. Pretty Young Thing. From the album Thriller again, 1982. It started at number 10. Man, he was, there's nobody ever, ever is going to be as successful. Uh, No, I was just going to mention, I just thought of this. But the Michael Jackson show is coming here, Broadway in Chicago, and I will be going to it next month in, in August. I mean, you know, look, you can't take anything away from Taylor Swift. She's in. Incredible, and she's probably as popular as Michael Jackson, right? She. she I just packs. don't think they're comparable. I, I do actually. I think they're at, just on a level of success. I know they're different. Oh, you mean in terms? Of I'm success. talking about a success level. She's she's up there with Michael Jackson, Elvis, Michael Jackson, and uh, Taylor Swift. I'd say. I mean, who else really? Is there anybody you can think of? Oh, probably Paul McCartney. He's up there. Um, you know, I think it's just different now than it was then just because the market is so segmented. There's so many more opportunities. There's so many more ways to hear music now and so many more venues that I think it's just a different, it's just different now. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there's anybody. I mean, those are probably the top four, yeah, really. But it's it's just amazing what he did in his career. Really amazing. All right, I'm any sure. more? Yep, sure. I've gotten every one, right? Yes. Uh-huh. You're good. I want to remind you. Okay. Wasn't sure, but now I remember. All Let's right. go. It's an early one 1970. Well, this was a number one hit. Uh, it actually came out in 69. What is it? Give me one more chance. Nope. What is it called? I want you back. I didn't know that. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't have gotten this one. 
This is too early. Well, there's one more, and it's early, but you'll know it. All right. Let's, Here's the last uh, one. Let's do it. 1970. Number one hit. Um, it was on American Bandstand in 1970. Ed Sullivan Show. Flip Wilson Show. I don't know. You do. Here it is. A, B, C. C's is one, two, three. C couldn't hold it. Oh, baby. A, B, C. One, two, three. Baby, you and me, girl. There it is. Yeah. Great work. Michael Jackson. A lot of fun. Wow. It's fun listening to his it music. It sure is. All right. Thanks, Lisa thanks, Wolf. Thanks, Carl. When we come back, we're going to tune in to Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. You're going to love it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know, when you think of great teams, like me and you, Carl yeah, and Lisa, you know. There was Abbott and Costello, of course. There was Laurel and Hardy. Um, even Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz was a you yeah. know terrific team. There was others, many, many others. But a, a one that we you know might not think of, but they were as successful as any duo, any team. That is Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. And the amount of radio shows they did, television shows movies together, tons of movies. Hal Roach produced their movies. And um, they were super successful. They were they were saying, like, the amount of money that they were making would be into the billions today. today. Mm-hmm. Billions today. That's how much money the team was making. They Anything they did, it was like, it was a super huge success. And people don't realize they were only together is a team. How many years? Real quick. Take a guess. I, I don't know. Mike, I want you to take a guess, too. Just take a guess. Five years. I was going to say three. Ten years. Oh, but only because you made it so small. But, but I mean, look, we've been together 16 years. That's true. They were only together 10 years, and they made all these movies, radio shows. Yes, yes, absolutely incredible. Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis. Mm. When they broke up um, on July 25th, 1956, that's the date they broke up, they people were like, oh my gosh! I mean, they're they're gonna they're never gonna make it now, right? Well, they both they went on <laughs> to hugely successful yes. solo careers. It's a broadcast from October twelfth, nineteen fifty one, 
Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis welcome their guest, George Raft, part one of the Martin and Lewis show. From Hollywood, we present the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show. Brought to you by Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our Master of Ceremonies. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dean Martin. <laughs> I'd like to thank all the nice folks who have written to us telling us they enjoyed our first show. We hope we can continue to please all of you. And once again, I'd like to apologize for my partner, Jerry. He should be here now, but he got into a little trouble. I asked him to mail a package for me. Well, when he got to the post office, he saw a sign that read, Wanted for Murder. So he applied for the job. <laughs> well, they'll probably let him go as soon as they realize what a mental giant he is. So until he gets here, I'd like to sing a tune that's really in the top ten. With the aid of Dick and his Come to the Stable Orchestra, here's Meandering. <laughs> One day I went meandering to find myself a wife A pretty miss to share my kiss and love me all my life The lonely bachelor's life I let began to get me down I bought a ring and everything and went right into town I, I went, went meandering, meandering Looking far and wide for a girl to be my bride I went meandering, meandering Far from the old folks at home I came across a pretty girl Who said she loved me so That she would bring her mother With us everywhere we'd go I was so happy on the day She said she'd be my wife But when she told me that Her ma would live with us for life I went a meandering Meandering Looking far and wide For a girl to be my bride I went meandering Meandering Far from the old folks at home I finally found myself a wife A gal who's sweet and true When I'm tempted to do something that I shouldn't do Then I remember days when things were not like they are now I recall when I was just a bachelor and how I went to meandering, oh meandering, looking far and wide for a girl to be my bride. I went meandering, meandering, far from the I'd like to present Meandering, Meandering. Hey, I thought I told you never to come out screaming like that. What do you want from me? This is what the sponsor wants. The sponsor wants that screaming? Sure, the sponsor wants me to sing loud and talk loud and yell loud like this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you all? And right away, all the people have to 
run out and buy anison. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I must apologize for my partner. Now he's apologizing for me. Mother was right. She said this could only end in grief. I've thrown away the best years of my life. Oh, come, my Jerry. No. <laughs> Don't cry. We're still partners. You know I love you. I hate myself for needing you so much. <laughs> oh, no. don't feel that way, Jay. Why, deep inside, you're like a brother to me. I admire you. I respect you. I love you. Shall we pick out the furniture? <laughs> now, Jerry, let's get serious for a minute. I just got a letter from a lady in Brooklyn. She's the president of uh, the Dean Martin fan club there, and I was thinking maybe we ought to have her on the show. Gee, Dean, that sounds swell. Why don't we put her on a show now? Jerry, she isn't here. Gosh, I could be a lady from Brooklyn. All right. Folks, I'd like you to meet our first guest. She's president of the Dean Martin Fan Club of Brooklyn. Here she is, Zelda Click. <laughs> How are you, Mrs. Click? Uh, that's Click. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's quite a right, and to tell you the truth... <laughs> Well, to tell you the truth, Mr. Martin, when I heard I was coming here, I got so excited. I guess it's because I'm finally meeting you in the flesh, Mr. Martin. I must tell you that when you sing, we girls go positively insane. <laughs> I swear, last night we were playing your records and Sadie Schultz nearly dashed her brains out on the phonogram. You, uh, you have many of my records? Well, we got a bargain. 400 of your records for 66 cents. <laughs> Well, how come so cheap? They forgot to put the hole in the middle. Oh. <laughs> forgot to put the hole in the middle. <laughs> oh, I'm a sick girl. <laughs> Tell me, Mrs. Uh... You forgot my name already. You're Zelda Gleck. No, you're Zelda Gleck. <laughs> Tell me. Do you ever have mass meetings where uh, all the fan clubs get together? Of course. By only yesterday afternoon, we had a meeting with Kirk Douglas Club and the Tony Curtis Club. That's all? Well, the Milton Burl Club was supposed to be there, but she was sick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what do you do at these meetings? Well, that's why I'm here now, Mr. Martin. At the last meeting, we passed a revolution that Zelda Kleck is the committee of one to go see Dean Martin and get an autographed picture for the clubhouse wall. You know, by a strange coincidence, I have one right here. W would you like it autographed? Well, if you don't mind, some of the girls don't care much for that picture. What's wrong with it? You won't think we're being too sentimental? Neil. <laughs> Will. <laughs> We like one where you still have your old nose. I had it fixed. It used to be over here. I just don't understand it. You must be crazy or something. Seriously, are you crazy or something? I'm not crazy. You got me mixed up with my partner. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Talking about that sweet child. Disgusting the way you pick on that poor boy. Why he positively adores you. <laughs> you can just look into the kid's eyes and see the admirations from his pupil. And you, all the time, you pick on him like all that. All right, Zelda. Just He's so sweet. The way he makes uh, that little face and says, Hi-ho, that's wealthy. <laughs> 
You treat him like right. he was dirt, I'm, I'm but the sorry. devil will get his due. Believe you will and you me, you'll me never forget one thing, that when you weigh up, the people will down are coming that are on the ladder. <laughs> and a rolling stone gathers. I... No more. Keep those things in mind, Mr. Martin. Will you listen to you me? Because you certainly have no basis for anyone to know any superficial feelings on the part of anyone who isn't will physically you just inclined. Listen to what is it? <laughs> oh, get out of here. Oh, no, you get out of here. <laughs> You know, I'd like a dime for every time I used a line to lighten the sentence when I was late for dinner, but whoever thought that here tonight I'd be singing, I ran all the way home. I ran all the way home Just to tell you that I'm sorry I really didn't mean to be so mean to you. I ran all the way home just to hold you in my arms, dear. I always want you near to me because I love you. The moment I close the door behind me And I heard you cry I knew I acted blindly That I couldn't say goodbye I ran all the way home Just to beg you to forgive me I want your love to be my own Just mine alone The moment I close the door behind me And I heard you cry I knew I acted blindly that I couldn't say goodbye I ran all the way home Just to beg you to forgive me I want your love to be my own Just mine All right, the first portion of the Martin and Lewis show, October 12th, 1951. Who sings better, me or Dean Martin? Uh, for sure, you. Well, good. Absolutely. Good answer. Absolutely. Good answer, Lisa. I'm sure of it. Actually, out of all the singers, out of Frank and Tony Bennett, of course, mm-hmm. we lost him this week, yes. so it's very sad. And I know you've interviewed him. I did. Um, he was and, a good friend. you know, um, Dean Martin. I'd have to say my favorite is Dean. Dino. Oh. Dino Martino. He was my favorite. He's got us. Remember his television show? Remember the TV show? The Gold Diggers? I'm a little young, but I'm familiar with it. (laughs) Yeah. I remember watching Dean Martin and the Gold Diggers. Man, that was such a great... He would slide down a pole. Remember? Uh, No. No. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across uh, almost 200 radio stations, coast to Coast plus American Forces Radio, heard in 168 countries. We're really, really happy about that. Um, yeah, Lisa. Sometimes we get um, emails and calls and texts from Borneo and um, where else? Um, Alaska. A lot of Alaska calls. Um, I guess because it's cold there. They just sit around and listen to these classic radio shows, which is great for us. What do they have to say? Well, they say, uh, we love these shows. Something like that. Um, that sounds about right, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. And uh, But, yeah, we get calls from all over the place. We get texts from all over the world. It's great. And these shows work everywhere. You know, these classic radio shows, you don't have to have grown up listening to these shows you just have to discover them. Just discover them. I was born in 1963. These radio shows were pretty much all gone by that time. So it, I can uh, attest to the fact that all you have to do is be exposed to these shows and fall in love with them. I think most of the people that listen to our show are audiophiles, people that like audiobooks and um they like theater of the mind radio programs like the Martin and Lewis show. Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis. You didn't need to have the visual, even though they were very visual comedians and very visual duo, comedy duo, and they made a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. They were just as effective and just as funny on radio. And this is an October 12th, 1951 broadcast. Their special guest is film actor George Raft, tough guy George Raft. Let's tune this in, the conclusion to the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show. Now, last week, a certain music publisher pushed me into a corner and said he had a great song for me to sing. Only I needed a girl to sing it with me. Well, the guy was right. The song was good, and here to lend a helping vocal cord is the wonderful Carol Richards. Dance, my darling, used to do. 
We sang love's refrain Just like a vaudeville team Dance the whole night through We had the cutest routine Strolling love is lame Where'd my bonnet to scream We'd harmonize And doodly-doodly-doo Give me that old soft shoe I said that old soft shoe A one, a two A doodly-doodly-doo Give me that old soft shoe And nothing else will do That's the dance my darling used to do Take a look at that crowd. Look at the people we got. Isn't that wonderful? We're really packing them in. Hey, hey, look at that old fella in the first row. Wonder what's the matter with him. Why? Well, he's been here for eight shows. Well, I'm wearing his shoes. Oh. Mm-hmm. We sang love's refrain. Dean, you were the king of them all. Danced the whole night through. And I was the belle of the ball. Strolling lovers lane Weren't my dresses a scream We'd harmonize And doodly doodly do Give me that old soft shoe I said that old soft shoe A one A two A doodly doodly do Play me that old soft shoe And nothing else will do It reminds me of the only love I ever knew That old the new and up the hard but the soft shoe soft shoe well thanks for joining me in the song carol i'll see you later in the show well it comes a time in the evening's festivities when we bring on our guest <laughs> and tonight jerry and i are happy to play host to one of the screen's most famous bad men in pictures, we call them heavies. Well, here's a heavy with a real light heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. George Rapp. Well, hi, George. It's good to have you here. Hello, Dean, and it's good to be here. Hey, Dean, what do you say? Who's he? <laughs> Why, Jerry, this is George Rapp. I don't like that. Last week we had a streetcar named Max, and now we got a raft named George. <laughs> oh, I wish I was dead. Look, Skinny, I don't like people making cracks about me. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do about it? I'll have the boys take it. <laughs> I'll have the boys take you for a ride and see that you're dumped in the river, see? You're a deadbeat. A stoolie. A fink. Dean, he likes me. Well, sure he does, Jer. He was just acting like those parts he plays in pictures. Oh, he's one of them picture fellers. Hey, George, come here. Is that Margaret O'Brien a midget? Oh, Jer. <laughs> Say, I've, I've seen you boys in pictures, too. Matter of fact, just the other night I saw That's My Boy. You know, Jerry, I wish I could have played the part of your father. You play my father? Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, Jerry, I bet George would have done a great job in that picture. Yeah, that's right. Of course, they would have changed the story a little, but I can just see it now. <laughs> And now, Anison present Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, and George Raft 
in the George Raft version of... That's my boy. (laughs) Our scene is the hideout of that notorious underworld figure, Big Joe Jackson. We find Big Joe presiding over a meeting of the nation's toughest criminal gang, Mayhem Incorporated. All right, boys. We meet at the warehouse at midnight. All in favor, say aye. 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 All against, say nay. Nay. Decision unanimous. Steve. Yeah, boss. I want to talk to you. Did you ever know I have a son? Not me, boss. I never knew you had a kid. Matter of fact, I had two. But I only got one left. What'd the other one do? Fly away? Where's the other one? You know what they say. Spare the rod and spoil the child. Well, I didn't spare the rod. So what? That's good for kids. Yeah, but this rod was loaded. Look, boss, I can't hang around and talk about your family. I got to get to the bank before it opens. <laughs> no, you stick around. My kid is on his way over, and I want you to meet him. He's been at school. I haven't seen him in ten years. I can just picture him now. Big. Tough. Tough. Ruthless. A killer, just like his old man. Someone's coming. I'll cover the door. Can you tell who it is? I can't even tell what it is. Hi, fellas. Say, where can I find... Here, I'm afraid I'll have to ask you to drop those pistols. Come here, you. I said, come here. You're gonna hit me. You better frisk him, Steve. Okay, boss. Let me feel your hip, kid. Here, I don't even know you. Besides, if you get fresh, nasty, or raucous, I'm gonna have to tell Big Joe. I am Big Joe. You're Big Joe? Yeah. Well, I'm Small Junior. Dad, don't you know me? (laughs) No, this can't be. When I sent you to school, you were like me. Now look at you. Well, just look at me. Aren't I a doll? Oh, no. No. What is it, Dad Gas? All right, I've had enough. Junior, you get this. And get it straight. I'm going to make a man out of you. You're joining my gang in the morning. But, Dad... I can join your gang. You're a crook. You smash faces and you break bones. And torture and murder and slit throats and the blood drips and the eyeball dangles and... Oh, I'm gonna be sick. What's cooking, boys? Hey, Molly, come here. I bet you can talk some sense into him. Why don't you try? I wonder what they're planning. Okay, Joe, just leave it to little Molly. Come here, cutie. Molly wants to talk to you. 
Oh, no, stand back, woman. Hold your ground. Oh, come on, Junior. How about a little kiss? Oh, no, now you're taking advantage, lady. Come on, Junior. Oh, well, you can put your arms around me, but don't kiss me. That. I like it, I like it. <laughs> well, see, boss, what to tell you? He'll do anything now. Well, what do you say, kid? You ready to play ball? Well, I don't have my spike shoes with me. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, I can't play good ball. I was playing in a series in 24. I'll never forget that either. Junior. I was two men on, and McDaggin Junior. was up. It was three to two. And I'll never forget that the guy... <laughs> Gee, boss, you shot your own son! I lost my head. <laughs> Junior, are you all right? <laughs> this is it, Dad. It's Clayton's. <laughs> Before I go, there's just one favor. One thing, just one thing you gotta do for me. What is it, son? Anything. I'll do anything. Scratch my back, the bullet hole itches. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty tough to forget a song, especially when the love bug is involved. About ten years ago, I was working with a band in Cleveland, and there was a gal singer on the band, too. I would ask her to go dancing on our night off, but no soap. Finally, one night, I asked her if she would please listen to a song I was going to sing just for her. Well, I sang the number, and when I was through, she asked me to sit down. Well, I thought that was it, and I really felt like the conquering hero. We sat there for about five minutes just talking. But then she told me she was married to the drummer in the band. Well, the three of us became real good friends, and we still are, but I'll never forget that song I sang for it.
seem to want my romance The only time you hold me Is when we're dancing I don't know why I love you like I do I don't know You really liked it? Yeah, you know, I like to reminisce too I'll never forget It was the spring of 26 And I sang Cigars and whiskey and wild, wild women Will hey, drive hey, you hey, crazy hey, They'll hey, drive hey, you easy. crazy oh. <laughs> Take it easy, boy well, What's the matter, fellas? Anything wrong? Oh, it's nothing, George Jerry was reminiscing, that's all Oh, well, I just thought I'd like to say goodnight well, good night, George, and next time you're around this way, pay us a call, huh? I sure will, Dean. Good night, fellas. Good, good night, night, George. Well, folks, if the old bridge game doesn't start until after showtime again next week, tune us in, won't you? Until then, this is Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis saying good night, everybody. And don't forget, we appear on radio through the courtesy of Hal Wallace Productions, producers of Peking Express. Good night, Good night, folks. everybody. From Hollywood, you have just heard transcribed the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show, written by Ed Simmons and Norman Lear. Produced and directed by Dick Back, with music under the direction of Dick Stabile, and George Raft appeared on our show because he's nice. All brought to you by Chesterfield, which brings you the greatest lineup of talent in radio and television history. Fred Allen, Arthur Godfrey, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Jerry Lester, Perry Como, and Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. And by Anderson for fast relief from the pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. All right, that is the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis Show. October 12th, 1951 is heard on NBC. Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, along with their special guest, uh, George Raft. And you know who wrote this show? He was one of the writers, Norman Lear, who, of course, went on to create so many famous TV shows. And, um, yeah, Dean Martin, he's smooth. he's Mm, he's He's probably a little bit better singer than me. Just, 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 a, just a tad. Tad better. Tad. Yep. And then uh, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, Carol Richards, Jimmy Wallington doing the announcing. You know, when they were first on the air in, like, 1949, they didn't have a sponsor. And by 1951, they had three sponsors. That's how popular Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were on, on radio. And, of course, they went into movies and right. TV and were just massively, like like, one of the biggest comedy duos of all time and then in 19 you know they just all of a sudden in 1956 they announced and and here's the thing it was 10 years to the day to the actual day that they signed their contract to team together so it must have been a 10-year contract Mm -hmm. and they had to wait right you know because they literally broke the the duo up that day 
on the day mm-hmm. of the 10-year anniversary of their pairing. So they paired, began on July 25th, uh, 1946, and they ended in 1956, 10 years to the day. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, and everyone was like, have one of those. <laughs> so are you, so uh, let's see, four more years will be 20. Wow. I don't know if I can make it that long. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you can, if you, if you can sit across the console here for four more years. It is a small studio. It is. You know? <laughs> All right. Time for this month in music history. All right. We started with 1970, moved to 71, and this is from 1972. Looking Glass. Yes. Huh? What's the name of the song? This is a Brandy. Brandy. Huh? Looking Glass. Pretty good, Ding, huh? ding, ding. Did you know that Brandy was so popular that the number of newborn girls named Brandy nearly doubled a year right after the single came out in 1972? I didn't know that, but I did know that you switched from Brandy to Roma Wines. I know that. Oh, good one, Carl. Hang on a second. I forgot to now, hit that. I've got a jug. Wait a minute. You switched You're a little from, slow. <laughs> you switched from brandy to Roma wines. I sure did, and I have a jug of it right here because that's the only way I'm going to get through the next four years with you. Looking glass. Looking glass. Huh? Yeah. Are you impressed? Yes. I mean, what is going you, on you with me today? You continue to impress me, got Carl. got almost every question right. Well, we know. Got you know what it was? I took a long nap. Oh, how I long is long? About two hours. Did you really? Like, and that's like a baby. The right? baby taking a nap. Just one though. I took <laughs> Just one, one two-hour nap. Two, well, I, I woke up in the middle to you know. I after all, usually Excuse go. Excuse me. I had to go to the washroom. <laughs> but other than well, that, I'm glad that you I told right me about back, it. I went right back to bed. Oh, good. Took a nap. Oh, good. And I was like, and this was like at one o'clock. In how the, do you fall back to sleep? I'm right back. Sleep. Wow. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. I slept till about like three o'clock. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, it's a long. I'm glad nap. you're in a good mood. Tonight. But now I'm getting everything right. You I are. got every question right. Well, not all of them, but a lot much, of them. Pretty much. A lot of them. All right. So anyway. All right. Nap well, is nap is good. I, it is good. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's Tales of the Texas Rangers starring Joel McRae. Plus, is it real or is it ridiculous? The music edition, right, Lisa? It's coming up. We have part two breakup songs. Breakup songs. Make up or break up. All right. See you soon. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.